Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. About a month ago, the Washington football team announced its new mascot, the Commanders, after abandoning their previous mascot in 2020. My thoughts on that and why it didn't happen sooner aside, the idea of picking out a new mascot sort of fascinates me. Like, how do you decide what animal or image you want to identify with? And what all of that says about who you are or who you think you want to be? It's kind of a big decision. If we think about all of the animal mascots that are out there, we see that most of them are strong and fierce, or they're known for their sting or bite. Some, like the commanders, are images that project power and confidence. And there are a handful of the whimsical ones out there, like our beloved Portland Pickles. But one possible mascot that never seems to get picked is the humble chicken. <laughs> no one wants to be called a chicken. It's sort of our shorthand for afraid and weak. Though there was the notorious San Diego chicken, but I'm pretty sure that was a joke. So it's interesting that of all the possible animals, the one that Jesus identifies himself with in scripture is the chicken. In today's gospel passage, he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often I have desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. What does it mean for Jesus to liken himself to this animal? As we've noted, in many ways, the chicken or the hen is not impressive. They are vulnerable, powerless, defenseless. They can be fierce, for sure, and you don't want to get in the way of their beaks. But they don't fly and they are at the mercy of most predators. So it seems here that Jesus is identifying with weakness and vulnerability. The image in this particular text is also notably maternal. The mother whose instincts are to gather her chicks. Or like we see in the beautiful mosaic that's on our bulletin from a church in Jerusalem, the mother who spreads out her wings as a place of refuge. 
So Jesus is also identifying with motherly nurturing and self-giving. But note also that this is a mother whose longing is unrequited. Because this is a mother hen whose chicks don't want her. Arms empty, she is grieving. So then Jesus is also identifying with sadness, loss, and failure. If Jesus simply wanted to use female animal imagery, surely there were better options in Hebrew scriptures, ones that were more powerful and impressive, like God is the enraged she-bear in the prophet Hosea, or the soaring mother eagle spoken of in Deuteronomy. Or if it was simply maternal imagery he was after, there is God as the laboring woman in Isaiah, or God as the mother of a happy toddler spoken of in the Psalms. But he intentionally chooses the small, defenseless, rejected mother hen, who despite all of this, is steadfast and relentless in her self-giving. It is also no coincidence that in the verses right before this one, Jesus refers to Herod as a fox, just as the Pharisees tell him that Herod is trying to kill him. The fox could easily take out the hen, but like a hen facing a predator, fixed on saving her young even at the risk of her own life, being their refuge should they ever decide to return. Jesus has set his face to Jerusalem, and he will not turn back. And there is something in all of this that is incredibly brave. Because in all actuality, it takes more courage for the mother hen to be unwavering in the face of danger than it does for the bear or the lion. So what looks like weakness is actually quite the opposite. Christian scripture reveals to us a God who comes in vulnerability. A God who literally comes to suffer and die and be defeated. The Gospels make no pretenses about this. We pray in our prayers, Almighty God, which is true in an ultimate sense. But in Christ, God actually relinquishes almighty power so that God can walk alongside us and be present with us in whatever we are going through. God empties God's self of power to become as utterly present as possible. And that comes at a sacrifice. J.R. Tolkien once said that, as a Christian, I do not expect history to be anything but a long defeat, though it contains, and in legend may contain more clearly and movingly, some samples or glimpses of final victory. But not all Christians have been so resigned as Tolkien. There have been times where we have opted for images of a conquering God over the mother hen God of this passage, perhaps in a wish to be more like the bear, the lion, the eagle, whatever looks like a winning team. 
At times we want this God to step in as the conqueror, to fix things, to exert God's will over the natural order and human will to prevent bad things from happening. At times we've been made to believe that if God would do something, if we would simply pray hard enough or do enough good things or ask in the right way. But what if it's not that God is simply stepping back, choosing not to, but that God can't? At least not in the current setup and not in the way we have in mind. No more than Jesus could make Jerusalem gather or the mother hen make her chicks come. The promise was never that bad things wouldn't happen. Scripture says that rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. And the Bible is certainly not absent of hardship. It is a collection of stories of bad things that people have to live through. But what makes these stories different and what gives them an arch and a climax and redemption is that God was with them in it. And that is what changes everything. As Episcopal lay minister Debbie Thomas has said, what Jesus, the mother hen, offers is not the absence of danger, but the fullness of his unguarded, open-hearted, wholly vulnerable self in the face of all that threatens and scares us. What he gives us is his own body, his own life, wings spread open, heart exposed, shade and warmth and shelter at the ready. Bad things will happen. Rains will fall. But in the downpour, there will always be a mother hen God who is eager to offer her wings and to give herself as our place of refuge. What would it take to embrace this God? To trade our images of a conquering God for a mother hen God who so undermines our expectations of divinity, the ones caught up in earthly notions of success and strength. In weeks where we have been seeing some of the worst expressions of power and might, we do need new images of power and strength, ones that will free us and heal us and show us a better way. And also, with so much heaviness, we need to see that we do have a place of refuge, a loving place that we can return where we can let down and be vulnerable and offer what we have in our weakness and nothing more. And in doing so, find our strength. The strength of the God who says, my power is made perfect in weakness. Today, as we think about different images of God and the ones that we find affinity with, I hope that we will veer towards the unlikely candidates, the ones that will cheer us on a different path, be it a long defeat or a different kind of victory. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.